There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. Yes, you are. And I'm Helen Thorne. And who have we got here, Ellie? We've got a very special guest. It's Arabella Weir. Hello, Ellie. Hello, Helen. Hi. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Good, good. Um, what I do, why don't you, rather than us just read what Helen got off Wikipedia, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Arabella Weir. I'm a writer um, and an actor. I would say a comedy actor, comedian. Mm. I am famous for doing The Far Show and for coining the catchphrase, does my bum look big in this? Uh. Uh, which I used as a catchphrase for the character in the show. And then I wrote a book called Does My Bum Look Big in This? The Diary of an Insecure Woman, which was <laughs> an international bestseller. <laughs> That's just not in the UK. It's an international bestseller. <laughs> uh, and I also wrote a show, a spoof cookery show, which I did with Richard E. Grant called Posh Nosh, um, which I'm very pleased with. And I, as I got older, I started being in things like Skins, which is how you get recognised by teenagers, uh, Drifters. Um, I've worked with... Uh, all the greats, I suppose. And all the knobs. I'm and all bet. the knobs, yeah. yeah, all the cocks. <laughs> and um, there are plenty of them in comedy, as there are in a lot of industries. And um, I've written a lot of books, and I'm a single mother of two, I suppose, fairly grown-up kids now, 19 and 21. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm fresh, I'm lovely... Mm. I'm, I'm, a go, I'm a go-getting girl. Yeah. Or gal. You're a gal. I'm wow. a gal. Why That's not? Good. Let's, let's do it. I'm glad you brought up the does my bum look big in this thing because I wasn't sure if it's etiquette to bring... I don't know if you're sick of hearing that now. No, no, no. people no, still no. shout that at you in the street? No, not in the street. I don't get that so much, but people, if I get introduced, people will still do that. And uh, lots of people think it's still hilarious to go either, by the way, the answer is yes... Uh, I just think what a rip rip there goes my size Uh, (laughs) and you go that's original and funny yeah Um, thank you no I don't mind at all it was the thing that put me on the map and I'm very very grateful for my bum for doing that excellent so yeah I don't resent that at all but obviously you don't want people in the street going oh I love yes yeah Yeah. I have mentioned this on the podcast before but yeah Henry Winkler says every day of his life someone comes up to him and goes ayy and he's like, well, that's that's what made him. That's that's what made him. He was the Fonz. And also, there are worse things in life than people recognising you for a show they loved. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned there you've got your so your kids are a bit older. Are they still at home. 
My daughter is at home currently because she's in her second year at university and she's very, very unlike her mother. She's very hardworking, she's very conscientious, she's very anxious. So she is studying for her second year exams at home because I'm sort of cuddling her. She doesn't like that actually, but cooking for her, <laughs> the other C. And, um, and then she'll go back to uni. So she's not at home really, but she is for the holidays and my son is at Leeds, so he's not at home at all. And it's quite weird. And everyone goes, oh, so, you know, all those cliches about empty nest, they're not quite true in a kind of, you know, I dare say when the phrase was coined, it was meaning women in pinnies making bread and going, oh, I've got nobody to make a loaf for anymore. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's quite quite weird, but it's quite exciting. I mean, with one less person in the nest, surely there's one less person shitting in the nest. That's what I, do you know what I mean? There's less... Yeah, but I like the kind of... You like the shit? I like, not so much the shit per se, but I do like, I came from a big family, dysfunctional as it was, but I, so to me, being alive is lots of people talking, lots of people being around a house full of people, not sort of going, talking to yourself alone in the kitchen because there's no reason to utter. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So... Yeah, I mean, but when you've got sort of little people that are doing a lot of shitting and wetting their beds and that sort of thing, you think, oh, my God, it's going to be bliss. Absolutely. Yeah. I keep going, my daughter's 10, and she's just on the cusp of sort of puberty and getting a bit cunty. And I'm like, oh, eight mm. more years, eight more years, and I don't have to do my hair, I hate you, slam, slam, all that sort of stuff. Well, but What the actual fuck are you wearing? <laughs> she was, my daughter started that at about 12. <laughs> I went, don't... I say ever again to another woman, what is she wearing? And she went, oh, my God, I'm going to go feminist on my ass. <laughs> oh, my Amazing. God. What were you wearing, though? Please say giant sombrero. <laughs> no, say, you know. I was wearing... I don't say they were flattering. I was wearing a pair of pretty baggy shorts and no bra with a T-shirt. But we were going to the end of the road to go for a walk or something, and I went, oh, get over yourself. You're allowed <laughs> um, to wear shorts. You can wear whatever you like. No, but no. of course, at 10, is there anything more embarrassing oh. in the world? Than your mother drawing attention to like herself. Like you were trying to hurt her with your clothes. I mean, you're allowed to wear nipple tassels. I rarely go to the end of the road in those. You yeah. know, only no. special occasions where it's very hot. Yeah, that's and right. And also, yes, you have to consider your children's public image when you're flaunting mm. your own. Jesus, we better end our career now, Ellie. Yeah, considering we've made so. a Trust career me, out there of will gold be problems. Suits. Yeah. So, what what tips have you got then for Helen? You were saying, for example, you're you're on the cusp of yes. well, a, a nightmare. It sounds like yeah, yeah. She's 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 almost quivering with puberty. She's about to explode into. You puberty. will get absolutely nothing right. So right. the only thing you can do is hang on to your own truth, and that sounds a bit sort of like a fridge magnet homily. <laughs> but what I Thanks, mean Oprah. is, so when they go things like "I fucking hate you" and stuff, you go. The thing I... I had a very turbulent relationship with my mother. So the thing I found very difficult is when they're going, I fucking hate you, you're a fucking loser, or what the fuck are you wearing, or I hate you, you fucking ruined my life and stuff. You have to hang on to the fact that that's all an internal tor- turmoil for them. Yeah. And that you, But you still are allowed to say, that's not acceptable, don't talk to me like that, I love you, but this is unacceptable behaviour. If that's the only way you can speak to me, leave the room. Mm. And you've got to be brave enough to literally leave them with it. Yeah. Because when you do things like, you don't mean that, darling, don't say that to mummy. Or, now that's enough, get out of the room, how dare you, when you do all that. You've got to understand what they're doing, but also set your own boundaries. I mean, I found the most useful thing was to speak to them like I would to any friend that started to behave that badly. I go, yeah. I'm really happy to hear about your problems, but if that's how you're going to talk to me that's the end of the conversation yeah and uh, and they feel much safer when you give them those boundaries mm. so you basically say i'll stay in the room with you just don't talk to me like i'm a piece of shit 
Oh my god, that's parenting solved. Yeah, I am so good at it. Yes, yeah, excellent. And yeah. if you say that, does your bum look big in this thing? One more time. <laughs> no, she You're didn't. <laughs> she, she's just about got proud of me because there. She's in her second year, but in the but she went to the open day of her university. Uh, for some reason or was helping out or something and she sent me a picture saying mum you've made it and the bags they were giving out you know the tote bags with all the you know, sort of please come to our university um bump in it um had on them does my future look big in this oh, oh look at that i know get in do i Street. see any money no. no, no, no. But, you know, you, you're changing millennials' lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Now, Helen's written here, because Helen Research is a running order, you're a lover of the PTA. Is that true? Well, on the internet, everyone, I watched Arabella promote the PTA yesterday when I was doing my research. Really? Oh, that is very well researched, because yes. that must be quite For money, old. presumably. Was that for money? No, 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 no. Oh. I am a socialist, and I believe in state education, and I believe that it's very important indeed that those of us with choices and arguably the money not to go to state education use state education because it's for everyone so uh, I'm very aware that I'm more privileged and more uh, better educated than a lot of people and that I've been very lucky in that way so me and another girlfriend um, just decided well the head teacher said can you start a PTA at the kids uh, primary school and we went no <laughs> uh, no, no, we went. We're both quite, we're both super organized and we're both quite sort of, you know, roll your sleeves up, get up and go. And so it wasn't a sort of posh girl going, now, now you here, yes. working class woman, yes. what you need to do. So it's a um, tent. Um, yes. one, one of my lovely favorite, bunting. We want yes. lovely oh, things. Oh, no, no, no. The, my kids, our kids, um, mine and my friend whose kids went there as well. Uh, our kids' school was far and away predominantly working class. Mm. And one of my favourite ones was uh, a mum said to me, Oi, didn't you hear that Annabella Weir? And I went, yeah. And she goes, when you're off the telly? And I went, yeah. And she goes, oh, I would have thought you could have afforded private. <laughs> and I said, yes, I can. And she went, what are you doing here then? And I went, that's the point. She went, oh, I don't get that. <laughs> uh, so um, basically, and then we were very successful and we had lots of... So I just, I believe... You know, I believe in everybody helping everybody else, so which Good. I think is the essence of socialism. So, um, yes, it became the only really annoying thing is it turns out that um, uh, a democracy doesn't really work. Mm. Least of all in the PTA, you basically need to run it like a dictatorship. Yeah, dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I mean, otherwise those crisps <laughs> simply won't be delivered for the disco, exactly. and I can't do everything. Yeah. There's only one clipboard, I think. Yes, quite. Uh, uh, yeah, because I've, I've, I've given it a go. I, I did my best. I'm very, I'm disorganised. I'm creative and lovely and enthusiastic, but I was not good at it. Good at, so I spend a lot of money at the PTA events. And that, good that, for that you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever guilt. your skill base yeah. is. Because <laughs> I think I, I completely agree with everything you said about state education versus private education and all of that. Um, uh, you know, I think Pete, my husband, were quite like. He, well, he always says, um, if you die, they're immediately going to private school, which is a lovely thought, oh, isn't it? That's a nice thing. What a lovely legacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pete. And it's just what the kids will want at that point to change schools to a school. Yeah, no, that would be vital. Well, that'd be a nicer environment. Or yeah. somebody once said to me, but don't you want them just to go to school with everybody who's like you? And I went, no, that's exactly what I don't want. Because yeah. yeah. that's not where they live and that's not going to be the world they live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so, yeah, so I agree, I agree with you completely. I'm also very organised. Um, but 
I would rather use those eight organisational skills for non-PTA <laughs> related stuff. So I, because I, I find that I find that thing of mucking in, I find that harder. I find that harder to sort of commit to baking the cakes and putting the tinsel up. And I'm I'm very fortunate, as my beloved now dead stepmother said to me. She said, "Not as not pe- people aren't necessarily as socially confident as you." I know I sound posh and bossy. But because I'm not that person, I can rally people mm. to sort of... So it wasn't just me and Jane putting up the tinsel and going, jolly hockey sticks, it'll be fine. Uh-huh. Let the Somalians in. Of course it's halal. <laughs> um, you know, um, it's fine. It doesn't matter if... You know, um, we just sort of went... And also people know immediately. If you know, if you are a posh person telling, telling people with fewer opportunities than you what to do, they'll get that in an instant. But they, we were all just mucking in. Mm. So, you know, I remember a woman telling me that I had to marinate the, the meat first for a big barbecue event, and I went, no, you fucking marinate the meat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bloody doing everything else. She went, ah. Oh. Yeah, that's socialism in action right yes. there. That's it. You <laughs> bloody do it. Um, uh, now, I was going to just ask, because I think you've, you've got excellent mantras. What got you through the shit? What is your... What is your advice for mums? Because like we're, we're in the early stages here. You've, you've got mm. a 19 and for, for parenting yeah. or indeed just for life. Yes, you know, exactly. Or, well, it, this, is, this, or... is for, this is for life and for parenting. Mm. Um, make really, really good, honest friendships. Yeah. Ideally with people who... I'm going to write got, this down. <laughs> Sounds with, awesome. Put it on the with, list. Uh, ideally with people who've got children around your children's age. But if not... I mean, I've got a very, very close girlfriend who doesn't have children. But if not, people who are sympathetic mm. to the trials and tribulations of parenting. Because it is really, really hard. And when you, which I hope neither of you do, but when and if you become a single parent, it's quite battering. Yeah. Um, it can be quite battering. And you need all the support you can get. And you will only get that from your friends. They don't have to be women, but they have to be friends. But friendships, I mean, I make it sound like it's not like going down a coal mine, but... You know they they are hard work and they need to be but you need you'll you'll get what you put out yeah yeah you'll exactly. you'll get what you put in rather put out's a different thing isn't it um, so uh, and be totally honest with people and mm. never ever any friend this is something I've learned we particularly Brits do so much kind of no it's fine I'm fine I'm fine and you might have friends as I do still very good friends but you go things like you're fine aren't you I mean you're not like miserable or anything are you <laughs> and then don't you make go, a beard, don't make an ad uh, yeah. And I think it's also having the courage to go, no, I'm in a really, I'm really having a horrible time at the moment. I'm yeah. really struggling. Yeah. Uh, you're not saying I'm struggling forever. You're not saying I'm giving them up for adoption. You're just saying right now, this is hard. And the more honest you are with people, in my experience, the more you will elicit honesty from them and, and, and proper deep friendship and people who will help you out. Yeah. When, and this isn't necessarily about, I think... I have to say, I think it's, you know, we've lived in a male-dominated society for 2,000 years, so it's no surprise that men have a an investment, whether it's deliberate or not, in believing that women are all competitive with each other. We're all trying to get off with so-and-so's husband, and I've lost loads of weight so that all the boys will find me attractive. And, you know, in my experience of women, is they don't hate each other. No. And that they aren't competitive with each other, and they don't by and large believe that everyone you know that if you're single you're de- you're now definitely after her husband because he's the best looking man in the room you might just be talking to him because he's interesting or whatever um, avoid the people who believe that but I, in my experience women make the best friends and the best supporters and that it 
you know, and the idea that we're kind of competitive with each other in, is a fallacy from my experience. But And when you do find those women, they won't be your friends anyway because they're all about being thin and gorgeous and having boob jobs and getting off with a rich man. So they're not our friends anyway. No. I think uh, we found that. We've talked about that before, how you, it mm. does seem to be this sort of myth that we're competitive because we met, we sort of bonded over sort of competing to be the shittest. Like, <laughs> like being like, wow, we had fish fingers for the third time in a week, in yeah. a week last night. Oh, really? Well, I drank two bottles of wine before, you know, they even got home from school. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think, and naming no names, but I think also if you have the misfortune to have had children with an insecure person, there is also an investment, if things are going badly, in them making you feel I mean that's typical of all relationships isn't yeah it? things are breaking down so they don't go look you're great but you're not for me they go well you're shit anyway yeah and if if that happens to be around parenting and I think I hope it's changing but I still think with all the fucking recipes and the organic shit and the you know I'm, I sewed my daughter's costume or you know there is quite a lot to make us feel bad mm. yeah. and I think it's very important for us to say what I'm doing I'm definitely doing my best I'm not just going to, you know, I don't fucking feel like reading a story. Get over yourself. Mm. I think you have to do your best. But, but other than that, that's all you can do. Or as Winnicott, the child, the first, I think, child psychologist or the first person who looked into sort of child development said, it's all about being good enough. Mm. Yeah. And that's it. And that's the, this, is the, this, is, this is good enough. Yeah. And it's I think if you, if you do want to sew the costumes or if you're good at making cakes, brilliant as well. Like, good for you. I think, you know, there's a danger of going the other way and being too snide about people who are. Oh, no, no, good no. I mean, listen, shit. absolutely. Yeah. Well, look at me. I mean, if you can, if you feel able and you've got that kind of energy to spend all night sorting out the disco and you have friends who will help you to do it, by all means. But, and yeah. there's nothing against those women. I'm just saying, include all women and. All, well, all parents that you can. Yeah, I know. I think I think because especially uh, maybe but was that ten years ago when there was like the bounce back of the perfect mother when 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 the internet kind of exploded and you know before like when I had my first child ten years ago there was an Instagram there wasn't Facebook and all that sort of stuff so I was like desperately reading all the books I'm like oh god the baby has to do this by month one and all that sort of too uh, but now we've got kind of a flip side where we've got like Instagram and all that sort of stuff where there is a, an ability to share both the shit stuff and and the good stuff I think it's the, the other thing is about trust trusting your instincts mm. I mean hopefully you've got good maternal instincts if you, yeah. if you're not I mean, the other thing is don't have a kid until you're quite happy with yourself because that is the, that's the coal face of giving yeah. shit about That'll break safe. you, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, you know, if only everybody did that, we'd be in a better place, wouldn't we, <laughs> men and women? But you've got to, I mean, really, I mean, nothing will expose you more than having a child. Yeah. Uh, expose you to yourself and to your partner and to the world, so... Sort your own shit out before you have a kid. I did a lot of exposing when I had children. I was boobs out, yeah. all the things. I didn't crying. mean that kind of exposure. <laughs> I, know, I know, I'm just being silly. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. But um, oh, well, I think that's excellent parenting chat done, Ellie. Should we should absolutely we swiftly move to telly? Yes, go on then. Tell us about telly, Arabella Weir. You were in a thing called The Far Show, and I, my thing now with meeting new friends and like moving to the UK, if I say Scorchio to them and oh, they yeah. literally, you know, explode with excitement, then I know they're going to be my friend for life, basically. That's, that's a very good, that's a that's, good entree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One word, I go Scorchio, and, like, and they and go, what? And I, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, we can no uh, longer be friends. Yes. I, like, I like to say, Jeremy Clarkson. And if they go, oh, yes, then I just close the door. Yes, or later. If you go, Jeremy Clarkson, go, yeah, isn't he great? Yeah, yeah. They go, no, oh. this isn't going to work. We're yeah. not going to be friends. Yeah. Let's leave now. It's over. Um, That's what you should do on your Tinder podcast. Yes. <laughs> no Jeremy Clarkson. Um, well, the JC test, yeah. yeah. Uh, that could be Jesus Christ. I've just seen a wonderful, it made me laugh out loud alone on the tube. It said, Adam and Eve didn't have, tin, didn't have an app. But they still met. If you're Christian and single, join Christian Singles. <laughs> and I thought, that oh is God. almost worth joining yeah. for the crack. Yeah. Um, they did have an apple, of course, which completely yeah. fucked everything up. Yeah. Just, they don't mention that in the All her fault. All her fault. You heard it here first. Yeah. He had absolutely no intention of doing anything, but yeah. along she comes with her boobs and her apple and a punani <sighs> go and have a bit of this. Yeah. He's going, absolutely not. I've got things to do. She's made him do it. And there you go. What was she wearing? Um, police officer. Um, uh yeah, so I was doing... I started out as a kind of proper, in inverted commas, actress. It never felt right. I always thought, isn't someone going to notice I can't really do this? And, oh, dear, my dog is dead. I'm so upset. Um, <laughs> surely they know I can't really do this because I don't really have a dog. And uh, I'm only pretending. And then, I, because I was a bit of a piss taker, I sort of met comedy people who'd like be doing acting jobs with me. And then I... Um, met Alexi Searle and Harry Enfield all boys I'm afraid listeners but that's how it was in those days um, and they all kind of went oh you're funny come and work with us so I just started doing like you know girl in sketch not any funny stuff of my own but I'd be the girl in a sketch with Harry Enfield or Alexi Sale or Lenny Henry and um, it never occurred to me at the time I should have done but it never occurred to me to do stand up I don't think I was brave enough but then I started working with Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse and Charlie Hickson were working with him. And then they broke away and said, we're going to do our own show, come with us. 
And I thought, oh, that's all right. And then they went, well, I said, what shall I do? And they just said, oh, just write some stuff. And I thought, what? I can't do that. And they went, yeah, yeah, just stuff. And so I wrote stuff, um, one of whom was Insecure Woman, which sort of, you know, uh, launched me. And and then I did the fast show, and yeah. And that wasn't without its difficulties, because it was all boys, apart from Caroline, who did yeah. Scorch Show. But then Caroline didn't do it after the first series, so it was just me. And um, Was was it was it a lot of, a lot of, co- a lot of cockery? Of, no, because they're all a bit too bright for that. It right. wasn't so much kind of, well, you've seen the tits on that. I mean, you know, there weren't electricians. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> So I'm sparing your presence, there, electricians. You know what I mean. I'm just they weren't they weren't scaffolders. Hashtag not all electricians. Yeah. Hashtag not all electricians are like that. Actually, <laughs> uh, but let's say I'm going to throw one out there. Scaffolders of your. Um, uh, you did. You know. Let's face it. It was a scaffolder to go. All right, love. You don't get many of them to the pan. It took me ages to work out what that meant. Our, um, our electrician is called James. He is actually very nice. Yes, I yeah. bet there's loads of them. You get a middle-class plumber these days. Ye gods. They're not all you, Kip. But, um, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, there was five boys. I mean, you know, we did talk about this even at the time. If, if, if the three of us are making jokes, we are more likely to find each other funny than if three men who've just been to a football match are making, then we're going to find mm. them because it's your, you know, what's your crowd? Mm. Uh, not because the jokes are about tampons or anything, but it's about sensibilities and everything and life experiences. And the joke being that I came up with a character called Girl Who Boys Can't Hear as a direct experience, which was another character in The Fast Show, as a direct experience of being in The Fast Show where I'd done a sketch and nobody had watched it as we were rehearsing. Mm. And then when I said, guys, uh, one of them had gone, what do you want for lunch? And I went, I'm literally here rehearsing a sketch. And they went, yeah, and? Um, and and yet when one of the guys would rehearse one of their sketches, everyone would be watching and going, it's great. And Paul and Charlie said, because um, they always had the final word as the producers and the principal, you know, writers of the show they said uh, no girly boys can't hear that's not going to work and then Simon Day one of the other co-stars said um, I think this is us and it's really funny and they went oh right well we'll do it then oh for and God's I said, sake so you do see the irony yep, of yep. me getting to do oh. this character because Simon has approved it yeah um, and the amount of uh, they did make a joke they said Ari you know what that's what people call me they said you know what people are going to call that character girl who never shuts up uh, and I said, don't worry, the audience will get it. And they did. Um, I got so many letters, a lot of them a bit sad, actually, but um, saying, you know, this was me when I was talking to a consultant and nobody was listening to me. But, uh, yes, yeah, so I did the Fast Show and we did the Fast Show tour and I had kids at the same time and it was a lot of fun, um, but it was quite a bloke fest. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, thank God the world has changed. Yes. I mean, I mean, you, you sort of changed the world and now... I, on so, my own. I know, right? <laughs> Thank you very much. Us yeah. female comedians now. The, the streets are paved with gold. There's Quite. female comedians I everywhere. I know, it's so easy. Oh. But when you get one of them on a panel show, that is enough. That's that, plenty. There's that one is, black, yeah. Yeah. one lady, and the black can be supplanted with an Asian. Yes, yes. yes. So the all very purpose, inter- very interchangeable. And doesn't have to be a lady. All purpose, non white, and then a lady, and then everybody else can be guys, right? Yeah, oh, I think so. I think that's, that's okay. diversity done. But Arabella. you're not going to give me two women. No. Or two non white. Uh, yeah. Because that would be like, I mean, what the fuck? We've gone mad. 
yes. So I don't think we're there yet, but no. we're inching there, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I well, I hope so. Uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> trying to be optimistic. We are. We, we can't yes. fake it. We, we, can't we, fake we, it. yes, we, we, we go from being cross to angry. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's 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 about that's it. The spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Um, they said on Radio Four the other day. Uh, she is, of course, a world famous concert pianist but she was also very beautiful and I nearly threw it out the window <gasps> did honestly. you I, I bet they got you, letters you, you rang up this is it. I'm t- this is what I'm saying. I'm very organised, but incredibly lazy. No, it's a poisonous you, those, cocktail. And in the many reason ways. you've got to do this, and I and I always do it, and sometimes they know my name. <laughs> Angry uh, from Highgate. <laughs> you because um, if you don't, nobody else does. What I mean is they, that might be the only every nine thousand well, women the in Britain will have gone but no, but nine thousand women in Britain listening to that will have gone but. But, yeah. but not thought about it. And it was having a daughter and bringing her up that she would say, why is this, why is that? And I thought, yes, you have to question it every time. And, mm. and, and live with people. And trust me, it was like that on the fast show. Live with people going like this. Oh, God. Oh, I'm basically part of the patriarchy, aren't You've I? You've got to, to learn to be a pain in the butt. And I just say, Arabella is pointing her fingers inches from my... I'm glad I've got You've my glasses on. You've got to be a militant. For eye protection. You've got to be yeah. a militant. And yes. you've just got to go, or make a joke of it. Hash to, you know, do a tweet. Yeah. Funny to say that, but I'm not... But... Yeah. Would they have made such a song and dance if Serena Williams had started crying about ending her career? Mm. No. And we're going, OK, well, what are you saying here? Andy Williams breaks down, so what? It's the end of his entire professional life. Um, why are we talking about it? Anybody's going to go, I am really yeah. upset about this. Do you mean Andy Murray? I don't think Andy Williams was a great Did I say there. Andy Williams? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, said, your I love his music. And can I say I really exposed myself there by saying Andy Williams <laughs> instead of Andy Murray? Back to exposure. And what I've exposed there is my senility. Yeah. Uh, my senior moment. Could the- you, speaking of Andy Murray, because the other day Helen and I recorded an advert uh, and I made a an impression of Andy Murray and sadly it was rejected by the clients. Probably but I for thought racism. Was, I thought it was the best. Um, <laughs> can, can you give us a sample of your... Andy of your Murray. Own? Can you say how upset you are about the end of your career, Andy Murray, oh, in Scottish? Okay. I'm so upset about your end of career, Andy Murray. No, you're Andy Murray. Oh, you're I'm Andy Murray. This is going so well, Ellie. I'm getting so confused. How do you feel that you'll never play tennis again? Oh, it's a really big bummer. <laughs> oh, so he's Andy, you mean the Andy Murray from Manchester? Yes. <laughs> I cannot do Andy an Murray's got a very, very sort of... Well, he's from Dunblane. He's got a very... I can do his accent, no bother. <laughs> Um, you went a bit Northern Irish, I don't know. Oh, that's Scottish. I, no, I, I, I feel like the Australian accent, it's like when you've uh, stretched your knickers and the elastic's gone and it can't come back. It's like that's what an Australian accent does to your mouth and I can't, it can't be anything else. Which is useful for blowjobs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. my husband's thrilled. There's yeah. a very good Australian joke that I heard and let's face it, we don't look for Australian <laughs> you know, It's a little thin, yes. Describe... It was told by an Australian man, and he said, describe the worst blowjob you've ever had. And he went, fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, oh, my pretty thin was, on the ground. Uh, yeah. it's very good. It's very what, did, what did Lucy Mangan say? Such a big place, but so little to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Oh, oh, good stuff. I tell you what, let's have some scummy mummy confessions. Great idea. Um, oh, you go first then. Um, I used to have a habit that I still have, but it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, and it was not to wear any knickers. Uh, it just felt fresher. And so it wasn't anyway. a sexy thing. It was just a comp. No, 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 no. It wasn't a comp. I did do it before I had children, but you know, you get thrush or you forget or whatever. So one day I'm walking my daughter, my sort of six-year-old daughter, to school, 
and there is she's got some friends with us uh you know because i'm walking a whole bunch of kids to school and she just goes to me please god tell me you've got knickers on mum <laughs> And what's more, no one's going to find out. <laughs> Get over it. I'm not going to stand in front of Miss Kilner going, have you seen I've got the knickers on? <laughs> but but what, if, what if there'd been a gust of wind? There were often gusts of wind and I just, you know. She was well prepared. She, she was, she was well armed. But it meant so. I was fresh at all times. I might try it. Yeah, Maybe, you have to wear a skirt it. though. Yeah, it doesn't work with jeans. Not with just, jeans. No. No, you get a, you get a rub. Yes. You get a, you get yeah, a mini. that's and an overshare, Helen. No, <laughs> but also you don't want zips near your pubes, really, do you? Well, I mean, you're speaking to someone who wants to set fire to their own pubes. Yes. Why are you worried about zips? All I of know. I, I was, I was an adventurous teenager. Half your listeners go pubes. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you ever done? Have done no, I, I think I think that's really anti-feminist. This whole get rid of all your pubes. Yeah. What does everyone want a pedo? Unacceptable. Are boys going? By the way, I have no pubic hair down there. No. Yeah. Disgusting. No, no, yeah, no, no. I got, I drank too much uh, rum, and uh, when I was fourteen, and I, you know, I was always an attention-seeking child. You surprised me. I, I know, right? And uh, and then I thought I'd do something wacky, and we were smoking cigarettes, and I went, I know, I'm going to set my pubes on fire, and they just went woof. I bet they did. Yeah, and it smelled. Your roof went woof. <laughs> they're made of, they're made of nylon. Oh, <laughs> I know. Like, like, like got a, a, like a, a scouring... label saying, "Do not go near." Yeah, oh, flame. like a no, scouring. No, like a pan scourer. You, yes. set, you can't set fire to wire very, wall, can very, you? Very, very dense here. Yeah. Like a bushfire, wouldn't it? Kitchen. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> well, there we go. Thank you so much, Arabella Weir, for coming on the podcast. Well, it's a real pleasure. You're both great. Oh, She's like a white you. Oprah, Ellie. Yes, I know. Aren't I? Yes. yes. Ask Ari. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you like to plug? I'm going to do a one-woman show at Edinburgh this year. <gasps> oh. I mean, are you sure you don't want to call it Does My Bum Look Big in This? Because I just, you know, I'm just putting it out there. Um, I'm very good at titles. It's a super idea, and I don't think anyone's thought of that. (laughs) And knowing my life, there might it might appear somewhere on the poster. Yeah, it could. But I think my bum goes with me everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, and Please my don't bum throw me out the window. For, yes. Yes. Thank you for not throwing me out the window for saying <laughs> and that. And my bum has paid for its own upkeep, so it's welcome. Excellent. Wherever I go. You know the joy. You can follow us at Scummy Mummies on Instagram and all of the associated uh, platforms. That's right. And our podcast, please rate, review and subscribe. And you can get all the details at scummymummies.com. And our book, Ellie. It's still, still in print. print. Uh, and you can get that from Amazon. £7.74 the other day. It was well, if we're doing this, you might Come as well on. buy all of my books on Amazon, oh. which are still there. And it's one of them called Does My Bum Look Big In This? One of them is called Does My Bum Look Big <laughs> And it's still in print, would you believe? But uh, my more recent book is called The Real Me Is Thin. And it's rather good if I say so myself. I know, I regret not reading it before I saw you because I, I read the blurb and I thought, that looks like a great book. Well, you probably should read it for your fat, 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 yes, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, yeah. bomb. Oh, and get me on your fat, fat. Come and see us live. We're doing shows all over the country. Tickets from scummymummies.com. Brilliant. Well, thanks again, Arabella. Uh, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. Uh, have you enjoyed yourself? Very much indeed. You, that seems sincere. It's been That's a good. very good day. It didn't seem sincere. It was sincere. <laughs> oh, good. But I'm going <laughs> off you now. And you say you're a terrible actor. I mean, honestly. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Shall we do our tedious admin, Helen? Yes. Helen. 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 I'm very used to recording. <laughs> Helen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.